ശ്രവണം മനനം നിധിധ്യാസനം ലിസൺ റിഫ്ലക്ട് ആൻഡ് അബ്സോർബ് ഡിയർ ലിസ്നേഴ്സ് സായിറാം ആൻഡ് വെൽക്കം ടു അവർ റേഡിയോ സീരീസ് ഇൻ വിച്ച് എ ഡിവൈൻ ഡിസ് കോഴ്സ് ബൈ ഭഗവാൻ ഈസ് പ്ലേഡ് ഇൻ സ്മോൾ പാർട്സ് ആൻഡ് ഫോളോയിങ് ഈച്ച് പാർട്ട് എ ഷോർട്ട് ഡിസ്കഷൻ ഈസ് അണ്ടർടേക്കൺ ടു റിഫ്ലക്ട് ഓൺ ദ മെസ്സേജ് ദിസ് ഈസ് എ പാർട്ട് ഓഫ് റേഡിയോ സൈസ് ഫേഴ്സ്ഡേ ലൈഫ് ഹോസ്റ്റഡ് ബൈ സായ് പ്രകാശ് ആൻഡ് പ്രേം എവറി ഫേഴ്സ്ഡേ അറ്റ് സെവൻ തേർട്ടി പി എം ഓൺലി ഓൺ ഏഷ്യ സ്ട്രീം ഓഫ് റേഡിയോ സായ് ഗ്ലോബൽ ഹാർമണി ഇൻ ടുഡേസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് വിച്ച് വാസ് ഫേസ്റ്റ് ബ്രോഡ്കാസ്റ്റ് ലൈവ് ഓൺ ട്വൻറ്റി സെക്കൻഡ് മെയ് ട്വൻറ്റി ഫോർട്ടീൻ മിസ്റ്റർ സുനാം ഗ്യാംസോ ആൻഡ് അലുംനസ് ഓഫ് ഭഗവാൻസ് യൂണിവേഴ്സിറ്റി പാർട്ടിസിപ്പേറ്റഡ് ഹാസ് എ ഗെസ്റ്റ് ദ ഡിസ്കോഴ്സസ് അണ്ടർടേക്കൺ ഫോർ സ്റ്റഡി ഇൻ ദിസ് പ്രോഗ്രാം ആർ ഫ്രം ദ സീരീസ് ഓഫ് ഡിസ്കോഴ്സസ് ഡെലിവേർഡ് ഹാസ് പാർട്ട് ഓഫ് ദി സമർ കോഴ്സ് ഇൻ ഇന്ത്യൻ കൾച്ചർ ആൻഡ് സ്പിരിച്വാലിറ്റി 1990 the clips played today are from the discourse delivered on 1st june 1990 placing our humble pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet dear listeners we welcome you to this week's episode of shravanam mananam nididhyasanam as always this is your friend prem from team radio sai being joined by brother sai prakash we also have a special guest with us as we have had many times before whom we are having on the show today is brother sonam gyamso we all know sonam sir as a brilliant composer of bhajans and wonderful singer mellifluous singer but we hope to introduce to you the other side of him because he has been a person who has been a very keen student of swami's message and that is the wisdom we would like to draw upon in this show So on behalf of all of you let me welcome brother Sonam to the program Sairam sir and a very warm welcome to you Sairam Sairam sir it's such a pleasure having you here I'm just mentioning this to our listeners as we have seen through the series many people whom we have just invited out of just swami's uh, inspiration we yeah. just meet and it's just swami's will we go and speak to somebody and we say sir can you come and participate in this program yeah. we are doing a program like this and most of the people whom we have requested have told one statement which is in common they said that year summer course was very special to me 1990 1990 yeah so <laughs> we are doing this series of discourses from the 1990 summer course and many people whom we have bumped into i can remember uh, rangarajan sir yes, bhagya sir, sir. Uh, prabhakar rao prabhakar sir, sir and uh, many people whom we have just they said that particular series was very special to me Mrs Funny Banda Mrs Funny Banda right. because <laughs> auntie was saying how this series has you know formed the basis of the syllabus for many of the balvikas and youth group so, uh, what they teach the youth and uh, no balvikas group yeah. Yeah. and um, when i was speaking to you i had no idea <laughs> that mm. that this series was very special even for you <laughs> would you because mind because that was one <laughs> summer course yes mm-hmm. where i attended the summer course not as a student mm-hmm. but swami is always in all his compassion he appointed me made me a guest lecturer wow so it okay. was really special for me <laughs> that's amazing you were there all through the summer course and uh, you heard swami actually giving this invaluable discourses yeah yeah i'm sure the energy in the hall would have been so high and the students would have been so inspired when they heard bhagwan's uh, message what did you feel at that time 
what was your uh, reaction to the way swami was giving his discourses and what were you experiencing at that time the 1990 summer course was very important uh, very significant also because that was almost the last summer course wherein we had uh, so many students mm-hmm. uh, from everywhere okay uh, participating in the summer course okay and then uh, a galaxy of uh, wonderful speakers mm-hmm. erudite scholars coming and addressing the students mm-hmm. but then like in the preceding years mm. every summer course was special for me one way because of her participation mm-hmm. and swami's total indulgence in the summer course mm-hmm. and then swami's uh, highlighting crowning moment used to be everyone waiting for swami to speak in the mm-hmm. evening mm-hmm. but that year somehow i felt and mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. that the summer course was on especially on the quintessence of life what we are supposed to do in life mm-hmm. are we supposed to only cater to this body mm-hmm. like swami uh, was so beautifully telling us that ahar nidra bhai maithun these are very common things that uh, everyone does mm-hmm. every living organism they do this for mm-hmm. but then the human kind we are the only people who are endowed with gyana correct so if you don't utilize that mm-hmm. then you are as as bad or a, mm-hmm. as anybody like any other animal uh, say animal mm-hmm. that's what swami said mm-hmm. the qu- whole quintessence was like the essence of the discourse was that we have to realize that we are not this body mind and intellect mm-hmm. we are beyond that you are the atma <laughs> and you are the the uh, child of immortality and bliss that's what swami was telling correct and the way uh, we have spoken about it many times in the show the way he has deduced it by way of eliminating one by one yeah. he say that okay you are not the body you are not the senses you are not the mind yeah. and why you are not the body why you are not only the body you are not only the he yeah. eliminates each one and then brings you to the state of atma no i'm sure and the 16 discourses right now in the 14th one are really unbelievable like every discourse of bhagwan but this since it has come in this flow and uh, you had the opportunity to be a guest lecturer in this summer course yeah. i would uh, like to ask you what was your topic what did you speak on i spoke on buddhism mm-hmm. as we had learned from swami okay okay <laughs> and uh, when it comes to buddhism like swami showed me the various facets of buddhism mm-hmm. because people were till that time mm-hmm. under the impression that uh, buddhism is almost taken to be a gnostic dharma right mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world and this is unfortunately how it is taught in the schools oh but then swami said how could it be gnostic mm-hmm. just because of the anatma bhav that buddha spoke about Mm-hmm. Then Swami told me the story mm-hmm. of how Buddha had to speak about the anatma mm. because there were these pancha bhadiyas. Okay, so they went to test whether mm-hmm. the Buddha was a genuine enlightened person. Mm-hmm. So they thought that the measuring yardstick was the belief in atma. Oh, so if he confirms to the existence of the atma, mm. we will follow him. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, mm-hmm. then we will just uh, think that he is fake. <laughs> so they went to buddha uh-huh. so swami said this is the biggest mistake that human mm. beings commit when they are in you know in close association with very highly elevated soul instead of learning things mm. we end up asking wrong questions correct and so many so many times swami would tell us that when i ask you if you have any doubt mm. 
don't think that it is a seminar session hmm. wherein if you don't ask a question hmm. you will lose your mark <laughs> so you have to ask a question hmm. it's hmm. not that so there swami said when these people accosted the uh, enlightened being buddha that uh, is there atma mm-hmm. then buddha according to swami replied back like he questioned back mm. you tell me what is the atma because you seem to know mm. i never even thought of it mm-hmm. you should tell me what is the atma mm-hmm. so they said atma must be happiness joy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then bhagwan buddha said if atma is happiness mm-hmm. how much happiness do you really experience every day mm-hmm. are you happy all the time mm-hmm. they said no Mm. because they had to be very matter of fact mm. they said we are happy once in a while but then there are sad moments mm. Mm. and then swami in his own beautiful way said mm. that buddha said mm. that uh, pleasure is an interval between two pains <laughs> <laughs> so mm. now you should understand that if atma is happiness mm-hmm. unhappiness mm-hmm. misery mm. must be anatma Hmm. So the anatma is more tangible hmm. and cognizable, like you can understand, understandable hmm. Hmm. than the atma, which is so abstract. Correct. Happiness okay. is so abstract. Hmm. So why don't you start your premises hmm. on anatma, hmm. which is unhappiness? Because most of the time you are unhappy. So you know what is unhappy, <laughs> unhappiness. <laughs> so the moment you think about the misery around you, hmm. the whole world, the whole universe, hmm. your heart is filled with compassion. <laughs> and when the heart is filled with compassion that compassionate heart is according to bhagwan baba he said that is what buddha said that is the bodhi sattva hmm. a bodhi sattva is one who has cultivated a compassionate heart okay so when you have a compassionate heart you are a potential buddha you are a buddha in the making <laughs> so swami said hmm. first you think about about anatma mm-hmm. that will lead you to atma maybe Mm-hmm. if you are very li- diligent in your pursuit so that is how buddha spoke about anatma but these people went around and said that buddha doesn't seem to believe in the atma he talks about anatma so oh. down the generations <laughs> down the, down history now mm-hmm. people believed that bhagwan buddha mm. did not really confirm the existence of the atma so it did that became anatma then swami said you know the very crux of buddhism is pragya and upaya okay and what is pragya he said mm. whole of vedanta is about pragya pragyanam brahma mm. swami said mm-hmm. so when buddha confirms the beauty of pragya mm. the importance of pragya mm. as the ultimate achievement mm. then why don't you believe that pragya is brahma mm. so <laughs> he believed in the brahma he was teaching them brahman only mm. the existence of a permanent entity a mm. principle which is universal correct this this is where there is a dichotomy this is what swami said this is only one of the those small you know facets of uh, what i have learned from swami directly so during the summer course one of the highlighting features of the summer course was swami suddenly said there should be a debate okay <laughs> right <laughs> you know the subject was so important so mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. gripping in mm-hmm. fact swami said it should be not among the students but i want my teachers to sit on the So Anantapur <laughs> campus and mm-hmm. men's campus, Brindavan and Puttaparthi, Prashanti Nilam campus, mm. and the subject matter was uh, individual free will mm. vis-a-vis absolute will. Correct. <laughs> so the sum and substance was that ultimately Swami asked, "Is there a thing like uh, individual free will? Mm. Just because you are free to roam around, correct? 
free to really cater to your senses mm. can you call that freedom swami said that is not freedom at all freedom is the freedom of enjoying bliss mm. Mm. bliss is freedom mm. anything which is not bliss is not at all freedom it's bondage <laughs> this was swami said correct <laughs> fact, you know one of the very beautiful statements which swami gives as a cornerstone for his students yeah. is that where he says that you should have the head of shankara heart of buddha and the hands of janaka uh, one of the devotees were telling that if you look at the three personalities which swami is drawing examples yeah. from shankara was a one who is absolutely intellectual he wanted to codify whatever was the knowledge which was around he wanted to technically deal with whatever knowledge was available yeah. if you look at buddha he was the one as sir was beautifully saying and that swami had revealed that he tried to reach that brahman through his compassion yeah whatever was his state of mind his heart was filled with compassion so swami said have the head of shankara have that clarity and intellect of shankara yeah. but have the heart of buddha and then swami says the hands of janaka because janaka was a very diligent king he was a very successful king who went into details and ruled his kingdom well but still his mind was fixed on the atman so all these three swami says are people who reach that same brahman in a different and swami said i want you to be a, you know a culmination of all these three seemingly different but it's a culmination right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no doubt amazing even uh, nisargadatta maharaj in his book yeah. he says you think it is freedom the right to do anything that mm. is not freedom that is bondage the right to do the right thing yeah the freedom that you have to do the right thing that is actual freedom <laughs> yes <laughs> he said so what what you have to yeah. do is the right thing and that is the freedom that is actual freedom and i think this was in the previous chapter when right. we were uh, about freedom it what was is about freedom, freedom. what is the, the previous chapter of in the summer course yeah. and um, swami even refers to this debate that you are talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nicely there finally swami comes you can actually be free only at the state of the hridayam at the state of the heart oh. and he says hridayam is you seeing unity in everybody and this uh, particular discourse starting with practice and precept it's like uh, as we discussed earlier we have done shravanam and mananam now this is nididhyasanam you start putting it to practice yeah. <laughs> what i have been saying and here he starts he says uh, the impermanence of worldly knowledge mm-hmm. or the inadequacy of worldly knowledge and he says animals also have charma chakshu the physical eyes yeah. but what you really need to have is the eye of wisdom this powerful segment where swami actually tells it so lovingly to realize god is his foremost task in life and man must realize god feel god see god and talk to god oh. this is realization yeah. this is religion uh, this words he actually speaks in english so clear so beautiful mm. but then continuing from there when mm-hmm. it you know this is religion correct what a powerful statement mm. <laughs> like you know nowhere mm. in at any point of time in history mm. has any seer mm. taught mankind mm. the essence of religion this way correct, in this correct. manner because everywhere a religion is nothing but an ism mm. a set of dogmas doctrines mm. practices mm. you know mm. but then swami has given the most succinct definition of exactly. religion in the parlance of you know dharma <laughs> i think that is one of the things which has changed for all of us after coming to swami definitely you know a relationship which you have for some with divinity yeah something like you go to when you are when you are in need some being which you praise to get something exactly i think that has changed the swami would say love for love's sake yeah 
that concept has been introduced to us after we came to swami exactly i feel you know that is one of the great and when swami says that is religion personalize god and right feel him every moment feel god every moment Correct. even at a very dualistic plane mm. feeling god then being god of course <laughs> you reminded of what uh, swami told one of our lecturers it's if swami called him for an interview and in the interview swami asked him do you want to lead a spiritual life mm. he said would you like to lead a spiritual life saying that if you want i'll grant you that and this person said no swami i'm not interested he said i'm seeing you every day mm. we have so much love for you you are loving us and whatever we do we do it to please you i don't want a spiritual life swami this is this is good enough mm-hmm. and swami said is there a life more spiritual than this so <laughs> correct <laughs> swami said you're already leading a spiritual life Mm. This is another incident which is quoted by uh, Srimati Karunamba, who mm-hmm. has written that beautiful book, uh, She Satya Sai Ananda Dai. Okay. So in that, in fact, when we were interviewing her, she was mentioning that her mother was very fond of these pujas and uh, rituals and all that. She wanted to do a lot of that, mm-hmm. and um, Swami was keeping them busy even in the Pathu Mandir days. Mm-hmm. Get the place arranged, clean the place. cook for the devotees who are coming so they were involved in seva all the time mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes she would really sit back and think what is my spiritual sadhana what am i doing <laughs> and swami was keeping them busy all the time and uh, right at that time maybe in the late 40s or early 50s uh, late 40s because 50 swami shifted to this mandir yeah. two devotees came from ramana ashram mm-hmm. and uh, they were sent by ramana marishi and they came here and they happened to meet karunamba's mother and they just asked her casually what sadhana do you do and there she <laughs> got very very disheartened and she said mm-hmm. i am doing nothing but sweeping the floor i am doing nothing but cooking food for uh, the devotees <laughs> who come i am doing nothing else i am not doing any spiritual sadhana and she was feeling very bad and then <laughs> swami came at the right moment and swami told them don't ask any of these things to these people they have finished all those stages so they have come to me oh ho oh, oh. ho So and whatever they are doing any act that i tell them to do and whatever they are doing that is the sadhana nothing more than that and that's what swami always told us as students as teachers in the university he says just follow the routine what i have set for you in the hostel exactly. he would always say that to yes. the students <laughs> and he has himself set the routine in the hostel you just follow that that's it Sometimes we think, Swami, it can't be so right. simple. No, no, I think so that's simple, we yeah. think that it cannot be so simple. It needs to be a little more complicated than that. <laughs> so that's how I think uh, Swami is going on in this discourse. Before uh, he concluded last time, he, there was this uh, very powerful concept of uh, the doership and enjoyership, mm. kartrtva and bhoktrtva. Uh, so he says you should give up that. I think before that, you know, mm. talking about devotion, Swami makes this very beautiful point here. Mm. where he says you know deha virakti correct can be got by daiva asakti mm. so when yeah. you get attached to god mm. the body consciousness just drops correct and then he says you know deha bhranti is gone mm-hmm. and moksha prapti you get moksha prapti <laughs> correct beautiful bandha vimochana and moksha prapti so he mm. says he says it automatically happen if you concentrate on making this bond with god strong the other things will just drop away here again swami is mentioning in the debate that took place day before yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was argued that one has freedom he says you think you have freedom to eat whenever i'm hungry i want to eat but it's your hunger that is driving you to eat so you are a slave to your hunger 
you are not free that's what in fact i remember the discourse on freedom where swami says even if you want to help even if you want to help you are under the influence of your sattva guna Mm-hmm. you are not even free you are not free from your sattva guna you are not a gunatit yeah you are not gunatit here <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know in the gita i was just reading the shlokas very beautifully krishna says sattva guna is you are contained by the thirst or um, you are contained by your thirst for knowledge sattva guna is defined by your thirst for knowledge even mm-hmm. that is binding mm mm-hmm. So of course rajas and tamas rajas is bound by action and tamas is uh, uh, you know sloth and this yeah. thing but sattva he says even the uh, you know the urge to learn more urge even the urge learn. to yeah. acquire more knowledge is by in the sense you know that is what happens in the life of buddha mm-hmm. i mean even if you listen to this uh, title of this thing says mm-hmm. practice and precept mm-hmm. yeah. i think he stood for that he went out he said i want to find out what it is he goes through everything you know he goes through that starvation the period of deprivation yeah. mm. and self abnegation and then he says that no this cannot be because it is not giving me that inner joy mm. yeah. and then he says that i have found it in moderation mm. that i have practiced it i have found it you know practically and i am t- mm. teaching you what i have found correct and that is the thing it it comes with your own experience of finding mm. out what it is mm. yeah. reaching out right because we often think you know i i am a devotee i should fast Mm. you know i am uh, devoted to swami so i have to reduce these things i have mm. to do these things i have to contain mm. myself it is right to an extent mm. and many times we uh, we would say that i must do this to please god mm. to mm. please bhagwan mm. and uh, i just still remember one evening when we were all flocking around the ganesh uh, there was a used to be a ganesh statue you remember in front of the mandir mandir right. yes so swami would invariably come on the balcony and give darshan mm-hmm. so that was one occasion when everybody said swami we are very happy mm-hmm. and uh, swami's birthday was uh, around the bend everybody saying swami happy happy birthday swami said every time you keep wishing me happy happy i am always happy <laughs> then swami said mm-hmm. are you happy mm-hmm. then at that point of time and then this realization came to me a li- mm. li- little bit later mm. everyone said yes swami we are happy mm. then swami said then i am also happy mm. then the realization came to me you know what mm. was it mm-hmm. at that point of time mm. people who were just standing there they mm. were all speaking the truth at mm. least at that during that frozen moment you know? mm, mm. because no one could be otherwise mm. in the presence of bhagwan who was bestowing so much grace from the balcony <laughs> everybody was really happy we had forgotten ourselves mm. so we said genuinely swami we are happy and mm. then swami said i am also happy just a reflection so if i am doing anything practicing mm. anything or you know it's my penance or whatever is for my for my own happiness not for <laughs> him <laughs> That, that's what happened even in Hatshi, as uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Because on that dining table, actually Swami was not uh, physically told anything, but mm-hmm. Swami wanted to go for a round in the car, mm-hmm. and he wanted to actually go to the fields where they had the fields, and he just wanted to go for a round. And so when he went, as he was coming back, he asked, "What are these huge shamianas you have put up?" Mm-hmm. Then um, they said the Jadav brothers. They said, "Swami, this is for your devotees. Mm-hmm. When they come, we serve prasad here." Oh, is it? And Swami was so happy mm-hmm. on the dining table. He said, "I don't want to eat. My, uh-huh. I'm full. <laughs> I'm full." He said, "They have served my devotees. They have given prasad every day to my devotees. 
I don't want anything else. I am full. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's something which we've always observed with Swami when there's a huge group of devotees which have come mm-hmm. for any particular festival. You can be absolutely sure Swami goes once to that group and gives them Padma Namaskar, comes back. Whether they are happy or not, Swami will be so happy. Swami exactly. So blissful. Mm-hmm. And as students, I know, we used to think that that is the time if you want to put any prayer uh-huh. to Swami. Swami <laughs> will definitely answer you as if you want to give a letter and ask because for something. Good mood, Swami. Swami is very happy, you know. And it's happened so many times. Swami will be mm. bubbling with joy mm. when he has distributed some clothes to some devotees or given mm. some sweets. Mm. Swami will come beaming. You know, it's something yeah. which is which we have witnessed. We could see Swami's face glow with that happiness. Mm. Even when Swami materializes something and gives to somebody, <laughs> right. Swami is so thrilled. Swami says, "You saw that? How is it? How? <laughs> so he gives right. it. So he makes it so special for that person." And was, I think uh, my classmates, when they were in tenth or something, Swami mm. materialized a huge diamond ring in their interview, tenth mm. class interview, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. used they used to have. I think Swami said it was the Kohinoor, and Swami materialized. The first person to come out of the interview room. was Swami he yeah. came out and said you know what i showed them the koinul diamond oh. <laughs> you know swami was reflecting the joy those little children were having mm. swami is coming and saying you know what it was mm. i showed them the koinul diamond <laughs> i i remember uh, one occasion in the interview room mm-hmm. there was one one of our students he used to just uh, sit in the corner never show any interest lackluster type mm-hmm. of thing castroil face castroil face <laughs> <laughs> and then swami said uh, You have lot of doubts in your mind, doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want? Tell me. He said, "I don't want anything, Swami." Very mm. defiantly, he was telling Swami, mm. "I don't want anything." Mm. Swami said, "You must want something. Mm. I'll give you a watch." Mm. <laughs> he said, "Swami, you are giving watch to everyone." Mm. He said, "No, no, but this will be special. Just say." Mm. And then he extended his palm, mm-hmm. and right on, he didn't wave his hand, okay. wave his palm as usual. Mm. He just extended his palm. and right on top of the palm hmm. we saw molten gold on swami's hand yeah on oh. swami's hand my god and <laughs> it was really taking shape metamorphosing into a beautiful rolex watch right in front of us <laughs> he not only created uh, already you know made watch yeah. but then he showed us the the process of you know making that watch mm. <laughs> and then he said take this mm. and then of course the usual watch mm. award mm. action swami said that mm. This guy was so happy, hmm. and then Swami said, "You should be happy. I am happier than you today, giving you this watch." <laughs> Swami said, <laughs> beautiful, "Beautiful." You know, that's when I think a couple of weeks back when we were discussing this particular thing of uh, people used to throw challenges to Swami: Can he materialize the pumpkin? Can he materialize hmm. the watermelon? Yeah. Hmm. To say that, uh, hmm. can he really prove that he is materializing hmm. these things in a, in a, a superhuman sense? Hmm. Swami would never take the challenge because hmm. never was his materialization. an act of show yeah though we looked at it as a means of uh, understanding his divinity for swami it was always out of love mm. and the response to a devotee like this who has a doubt and comes to swami often if you see we would come to swami and say that swami i really want to love you and really want to you know give myself to you but there are some doubts in my mind mm. and swami says yes i will remove that doubt mm. you know there's a conflict within yourself one part of you wants to believe one part of you is saying that no no how can you it's mm. not rational yeah. mm. swami addresses that doubt not Every doubting Thomas who comes. <laughs> we can go to the first clip for today, right? And see what Swami so has. So we to played say. four clips. And this is the fifth clip in that discourse. Vidya Thulara Meru, Tirishne Twenty Vishemi. Dear students, dear students, you know that there is a highly dani balamu yentetido anubhavinchi vani ke atthamo tundikani 
అన్యులకు అర్థం కాదు దర్ ఇస్ ఎ వెరీ స్ట్రాంగ్ ఎలిఫెంట్ ఓన్లీ పీపుల్ హూ నో స్ట్రెంగ్త్ నో కేవలం ఒక టోకతో కొట్టినట్టే తొమ్మిది అడుగులు పోయి ముందు పడతాడు ఇఫ్ ఇట్ క్యాన్ జస్ట్ విప్ యూ విత్ ఇట్స్ టెయిల్ ఎ మ్యాన్ కెన్ బిట్టి ఆ ఏనుగు సాచ్ ఇస్ ద స్ట్రెంగ్త్ ఆఫ్ ఎన్ ఎలిఫెంట్ కానీ బలహీనుడైనటువంటి మావుట తన అంకుశం చేతిలో పట్టుకున్నప్పుడు తాను చెప్పినట్టు వింటుంది ఈ ఏనుగు బట్ ది మాస్టర్ ఆఫ్ ది ఎలిఫెంట్ కంట్రోల్స్ ఇట్ విత్ ఎ స్మాల్ పీస్ ఆఫ్ ఐరన్ అండ్ మేక్స్ ఇట్ లిజన్ టు హిస్ వర్డ్ అబ్సల్యూట్లీ ఇంప్లిసిట్లీ వాణి బలం ఎంత ఏనుగు బలం ఎంత వాట్ ఈస్ ది స్ట్రెంగ్త్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ మాస్టర్ కంపేర్ టు ది ఎలిఫెంట్స్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ తన యొక్క శక్తి ఆ ఏనుగు తెలియదు బట్ ది పూర్ ఎలిఫెంట్ డస్ నాట్ నో ఇట్స్ ఓన్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ శక్తి ఉన్నది ఇట్ హ్యాస్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ కానీ తెలియకపోవటం చేతనే ఆ అల్పునికి స్వల్పుడైనటువంటి వాని యొక్క చేతిలో అది అణిగమణి ఉంటుండాలి బట్ యాజ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ అవేర్ ఆఫ్ ఇట్స్ ఓన్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ ఇట్ హస్ సబ్జెక్టెడ్ ఇట్ సెల్ఫ్ టు మాస్టరీ బై ఎ వెరీ స్మాల్ మీకు బాగా తెలుసును బి తుమ్మెద యూ ఆల్సో నో ది ఎగ్జాంపుల్ ఇయర్ ఈజ్ ఎ బి ఈ తుమ్మెద సేగుబారినటువంటి యొక్క కఠినమైనటువంటి కరనైనా తొలుచుకుని లోపల ప్రవేశిస్తుంది this bee can enter into a very hard wood by making a hole inta kathinamainatundi karranu kodanu tolisi lopala poyeyatundi yokka shakti unnatundi ee yokka tummeda this bee which has got the strength to make hole and get into a very hard atisunnitamainatundi yokka kamalamulo praveshinchinappudu kamala rekalu anni cheri poyinappudu daani nunchi bandhimpabadi tana shaktini taanu marchi andulone maranistundi when it enters into a lotus flower when the petals come and close it gives up its life not being aware of its own strength tana shakti tanaku teliyadu it does not know its own strength adhi vidhamgane manavudu tanalo undinatundi aanandamu tanalo undinatundi divyattamu tanalo undinatundi pavitratanu taanu gurtinchukodaniki taginatundi prayatnam cheyatam ledhu cheyakapoyinappudiki nee cheppinatundi vaana maatalu vishwasinchatam ledhu in the same way the man although he has got all the bliss all the divinity all the sacredness in him he does not know even the others tell it went to krushi chesinappudu tappaga ee satyanni meer anubhavistharu if only you make an effort you will really experience ee satyam chedu tappaga meer aanandanni anubhavistharu by this truth you will also enjoy the divine bliss kasturi mrugamu adu oka rakamaina printed deer it is a musk deer jinka it is a musk deer అది అప్పుడప్పుడు తన నుండి కూడా ఒక సుగంధం అనేటువంటిది ఆవిర్భవిస్తుంటుంది సమ్ టైమ్స్ ఇట్ గెట్స్ ద స్మెల్ విచ్ ఇస్ తన యొక్క నాభి నుండి పుట్టుంటుంది ఇట్ కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ఇట్స్ నేవల్ ఆ యొక్క సుగంధాన్ని తాను అనుభవిస్తుండాలి ఇట్ ఎంజాయ్స్ దట్ ఫ్రాగ్రెన్స్ ఎక్కడి నుంచి వస్తుంటుంది ఈ సుగంధం అని చెప్పని అడవంతా తిరుగుతుంది not knowing from where this fragrance emanates it goes in search of the fragrance everywhere in the forest kattagadapudu adavanta tirigi alasipoyi oka vrukshachayilo kurchoni thanu koncha vishranti teesukuntundi after searching in the entire forest the place from where this fragrance comes it takes last teesukune samayalopala thana mukkunu thana naavi daggara unchukoni kontha vishranti kosamani pavalistundi after being tired it takes rest under a shade and keeps its nose near onto the navi nunchi vachetunte sugandhamu taanu gurtinchukuntundi then it realizes the fragrance comes from ayyo nenta pichidananu naanundine vachinatunte ee sugandhani nenu telusukonaleka ee sugandham ekkada undadani adavanta sancharinchanu 
అలసిపోయాను ఇదే అజ్ఞానం యొక్క తత్వము వాట్ ఎ మ్యాడ్ థింగ్ ఐఆమ్ నాట్ నోయింగ్ దట్ ది ఫ్రేగ్రెన్స్ కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ మై ఓన్ నేవల్ ఐ సర్చ్ ది ఎంటైర్ ఫారెస్ట్ అండ్ ఐ గాట్ మై సెల్ఫ్ ఎగ్జాస్టెడ్ దిస్ ఇస్ ఇగ్నోరెన్స్ మానవుడు కూడాను అంతి సిమిలర్ ఇస్ ది మ్యాన్ నిత్యానందము బ్రహ్మానందము అద్వైతానందమైనటువంటిది మానవుని యొక్క స్వభావము స్వరూపము the permanent bliss the divine bliss and the brahmic bliss are all the nature of man ee bhashya sambandham entunti ee bhautika sambandham entunti ee prakruti sambandham entunti visheyavasanaku lobadi potam chetane aa divyamaina bhavyamaina navyamaina entunti yokka ee divya tattvana thanu artham cheskolekapothunnadu anubhavinchalekapothunnadu ini anveshinchalekapothunnadu as man has become a slave of this external objects and temptations he does not know his own divine nature his own divine bliss therefore he has not been able to experience anintikini dehabhimaname mula karanam attachment to the body and identifying himself with the body is the root cause for all this dehamu panch bhautikamu physical body is made up of five elements dehamu kulaka tappade eppudu one day or the other it has to fall dehi niramayundu the indweller is a permanent one kalutippaka dehi chaavu puttukalu mohani bandha bandhanalu mudralu levu he is not subject to birth death or any such limitation nijambu chuda aa dehiye devadevudu truly speaking that indweller himself is the god of gods kanuka nijamuga tana yokka aatmane సర్వవిధములైనటువంటి యొక్క మార్గమును మానవులకు అందిస్తూ ఆనందింప చేయుచున్నది ఇట్ ఈస్ హిజ్ ఓన్ ఆత్మ విచ్ గివ్స్ మ్యాన్ ఆల్ టైప్స్ ఆఫ్ జాయ్ అండ్ బ్లిస్ ఆత్మ నిరంతరము ఆనందమును అందించినే కానీ దుఃఖము విచారమనేటువంటిది తనలో ఏమాత్రము లేదు ఆత్మ ఆల్వేస్ ఎంజాయ్స్ బ్లిస్ అండ్ జాయ్ ఇట్ డస్ నాట్ నో వాట్ సారో పాత్రలో పోసినటువంటి పాయసములు ఈ పాత్రకు ఎన్ని రంధ్రములు కొట్టినా ఏ రంధ్రం నుంచి వచ్చినా కానీ పాయసమే వస్తుంది కానీ మరొక చేదు రాదు మెన్ దర్ ఇస్ ఎ స్వీట్ జ్యూస్ పాయసం ఫిల్డ్ ఇన్ ఎ పర్టికులర్ పార్ట్ వేర్ ఎవర్ యు స్ట్రైక్ ఎ హోల్ యు గెట్ పాయసం అలవన్ త్రూ దట్ హోల్ ఆనందమయము దస్ ఆత్మ ఈజ్ ఫుల్ ఆఫ్ బ్లిస్ కనుకనే ఋషులందరూ కూడా మొట్టమొట ఈ ఆత్మకు ఆనందం అని పేరు పెట్టారు దట్ ఈస్ వై the sages in the ancient days gave the name for atma ee anandam ante elanti anandamu nityanandam what type of bliss paramasukhadam kevalam gnanamurtim dwandvatitam gagana sadrusham it is a permanent joy and supreme happiness ekam nityam vimalam achalam it is one alone it is pure sarvati satchibhutam it is witness for everything bhavatitam trigunarahitam it transcends all bhavas and all qualities idi atmaswarupam yokka atmaswabhavam yokka sarinetunti yokka gurtulu these are the symbols of true atma itti aanandamu ye naadu kuda dukkamulu kaani kashtamulu kaani baadhalu kaani vicharamulu kaani andinchadu how can such bliss offer any type of problem sorrow sadness atti pennidhi mee sannidhine yundaga దుఃఖమును 
విచారమును కష్టములను కలిగించేటువంటి యొక్క ఈ జగత్తునకై మీరు ఎందుకు ఇంత ఆరాట పడుతున్నారు వెన్ యువర్ ఓన్ వెరీ నేచర్ ఈస్ సచ్ బ్లిస్ వై ఆర్ యూ సో మచ్ హ్యాంకరింగ్ ఆఫ్టర్ దిస్ ఓన్లీ డిజైర్ జాయ్ అండ్ హ్యాపీనెస్ దట్ వాస్ దట్ క్లిప్ అండ్ సో స్వీట్ అండ్ సో పవర్ఫుల్ అట్ ది సేమ్ టైం దట్స్ ట్రూ టేక్స్ యు బ్యాక్ back in time <laughs> right and uh, when you hear swami's voice and the way he is singing that beautiful padyam yeah i don't know which ragam it belong to but <laughs> how beautiful sir uh, when swami was saying uh, here that everything is within like how you are saying the musk deer and how everything has to be expressed from within no i'm sure as a music composer as uh, one who has composed so many bhajans i think you will surely agree to this and say how he inspires it through you in relation to bhajan mm-hmm. so many times swami would come and correct the students mm-hmm. and then even in that correction mm-hmm. the main focus used to be uh, you are the atma oh. even in bhajan <laughs> in fact he said that you know soulful singing mm. or singing with lot of bhava mm. tantamounts to mm-hmm. you are believing that you are the atma then only you can sing like that Oh. Otherwise, that bhajan singing is nirarthak, useless. Wow. Once, what happened was, I remember two or three such occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a bhajan called Atma Me Bas Jao Baba. Okay. <laughs> so, we were singing that bhajan. Somebody started that in the mm-hmm. mandir. Mm-hmm. Swami just ran inside the bhajan hall and stopped it. <laughs> He said, what do you mean, Dona Potu? <laughs> you are the atma how can you sit on the atma <laughs> atma me bas jao baba how can i sit on you <laughs> another such instance was uh, and is so profound and beautiful mm-hmm. there used to be a bhajan once upon a time mm-hmm. and you know those were the times when people were allowed to come and sing bhajan devotees. good composers mm-hmm. devotees could come and sing bhajan mm-hmm. so there was one gentleman from bengal mm-hmm. so there was a bhajan which was very popular Mm-hmm. in Bang- bengal so he k- sang here mm-hmm. and that was i think only time i he- have heard that song being sung here mm-hmm. uh, sada bhajo sai ram mm-hmm. nirdhan ko de dan mm-hmm. aham ko do balidan something mm-hmm. like this bhajan <laughs> bhajan like that <laughs> swami said how can you sacrifice aham mm. aham is aham brahmasmi swami said he is teaching oh. this man standing there in punachandra <laughs> auditorium uh. aham is mm. i don't know what was the occasion but mm. it was a big function mm. and this gentleman was singing this bhajan mm. and swami is telling aham is correct mm. aham is brahma mm. but aham kar is wrong swami said aham plus akar is wrong so identifying <laughs> the aham mm. with the bo- akar the mm. body then all the concomitants of the body come in a sweep mm. you know all the um, ego and everything comes along with the body mm. so mind also comes intellect also comes senses all mm. these so you are singing bhajan to go beyond that so that's what swami was telling that mm-hmm. day i still remember like there's another bhajan also which swami corrected i think jay jay bhavani ma mm. oh the initial composition was atmani vasima oh mm. swami said what is this atmani vasima how can god be the indweller in the atma yeah. atma is divine mm. so that's why it was changed to hridayani vasima in the atmani vasima no swami is very clear of what he you know even uh, 
lost in music and devotion you cannot make that mistake <laughs> swami <laughs> sir but um, as uh, swami is uh, telling the first part of this clip i was just thinking of um, you will definitely have experiences where the bhajan just came from within and uh, you are actually just an instrument yeah my experience and i have really shared notes with a mm. lot of people who have been receiving bhajans mm-hmm. and they all say the same thing mm-hmm. like i am a recipient of the bhajan mm-hmm. this has been my it's no mock humility here mm. 100% one moment mm. i was really empty of any idea or anything the next moment he mm. gives you a bhajan mm-hmm. and then you are the first recipient the only difference is i am receiving and learning the bhajan mm-hmm. for the first time and then it is passed on <laughs> so we have done nothing there mm. and there were moments wherein i exerted all my ego mm-hmm. 100% my doership and mm. i said that i am going to compose a bhajan <laughs> and then nothing really happens <laughs> you know one classic example just recent uh, mm. just two three years back mm-hmm. uh, brother abhimanyu call had written a song mm-hmm. and for our first jam mm. the song was to be tuned he had sent it to me by he had mailed it to me i sat with the harmonium mm-hmm. total exertion of my ego that i have to somehow <laughs> compose that song because we have to sing it on 1st january mm. and then i tried so many days so many days nothing mm. happened and then ultimately i was really on the point of desperation because mm. i was coming to puttavardi and mm. abhimanyu would demand that song mm. we had to sing that song mm. and then i came by train mm-hmm. and overnight i had to stay in uh, visakhapatnam mm. stayed in a hotel mm. the next morning mm-hmm. that day in the afternoon i had to catch prashanti express mm. in the morning i kept the song mm. on my pillow after mm. my prayer mm. and i prayed to bhagwan that mm. i really swami please give me a tune swami please <laughs> tune this song swami and the next 10 to 15 minutes the song was tuned <laughs> and i just came uh, brought the song here and we have recorded it in mm. Uh, mm. our alumni album also okay dil ye gungunaye aankhe muskuraye diwana hua dil Mm-hmm. so it was composed like that mm-hmm. i remember a person like uh, devanath mukherjee mm-hmm. i have narrated it earlier also mm-hmm. swami comes you know in his dream at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and says that write down the song immediately when you you wake up and write the song swami taught him the whole song and mm-hmm. said you wake up and write it down you will forget <laughs> <laughs> and that song was giridhari lal sham gopal natavar lal madana gopal very such a simple bhajan mm. the you know the profundity of satyasai bhajan is a simplicity mm. just four short lines <laughs> and contains the whole world there <laughs> like even as you saying that's a reminder of another one more beautiful bhajan yeah mana bangaru pati baba mana bangaru pati that was also received in that manner there was mm. one bhajan singer in brindavan yeah. he was uh, known as the composer of this bhajan Uh-huh. when somebody went and asked him sir how did you compose this bhajan he said i did not compose one day in my dream swami came one night oh and there he heard swami singing this bhajan he said swami this bhajan is so sweet i want to learn this then swami taught him the bhajan swami told you wake up now write it down then you go back to sleep i'll come and teach you the tune oh <laughs> <laughs> no you know experiences like this of course we are sharing it this way but it strengthens that belief that this swami whom we are loving is actually really in us in us and we are that swami we, we are that swami correct yeah. that's the ultimate <laughs> uh, you know once swami said uh, this to the students that uh, the very essence of shikshavali mm-hmm. swami said and swami said you 
डोंट फर्गेट दिस कमिटेड टू योर मेमोरी अहम वृक्षस्व वृक्ष वृक्ष रेरी वा कीर्ति पृष्ठम गिरेरी वा दिस वन स्वामी जस्ट नरेटेड द होल थिंग एंड देन स्वामी वेंट ऑन टू टेल द मीनिंग एंड देन ही सेड वेन आर यू गोइंग टू मेक दिस स्टेटमेंट योर स्टेटमेंट वेन आर यू गोइंग टू मेक इट ट्रू टू फॉर यू बिकॉज इट इज नॉट ओनली त्रिशंकु वी यू आर ऑल त्रिशंकुज वॉट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ दैट सेंटेंस अहम वृक्ष रेरीवा मीन्स दैट आई एम द वन हु स्टिमुलेट्स दिस होल यूनिवर्स द ट्री ऑफ दिस यूनिवर्स कीर्ति पृष्ठम गिरेरीवा सो माई ग्लोरी इज हायर दैन द हाइस्ट माउंटेन द हाइस्ट स्पायर ऑफ द हाइस्ट माउंटेन ऊर्ध्व पवित्रो वाजनी व स्वामृतम अस्मी सो यू नो इट इज नॉट अधो बट ऊर्ध्वा सो यू नो अपर्ड यपवर्ड एंड इमोटल दैट्स वॉट आई एम द्रविनगुम सवर्चसम सो आई एम द होल्डर आई कंटेन ऑल द वेल्थ ऑफ दिस होल यूनिवर्स सुमेधा अमृतोक्षिताशंकुर्वेदांगवचनम सो सुमेधा इज दैट द इमोटल नॉलेज द विजडम so i am filled with that wisdom mm. so the day you realize that mm. and you make that statement that will be the final statement of your life sami said because beyond that you won't speak my <laughs> god <laughs> i still remember in mm. 1979 uh, when i was uh, in my 12th standard okay. in vrindavan okay. okay suddenly some 900 teachers from all over andhra pradesh primary school teachers mm-hmm. they came to vrindavan Uh, at the behest of the chief minister of andhra pradesh who had prayed to bhagwan and then swami said i'll train them up mm. now these were the most unruly people i have ever seen in my life <laughs> like they would spit anywhere they would you know be all the time noisy and talking very boisterous mm. and then we thought that how is swami going to tame these people <laughs> it just took 9 days mm. for these people to be tamed mm. and the elements of that the taming session you know mm-hmm. the training session some of mm. the elements were like this mm. one day swami in his discourse suddenly mm. at that point of time how would we realize that swami was giving a beautiful exposition of the bhrigavalli mm-hmm. but the swami narrated a story mm. that story was the bhrigavalli can you imagine mm. when we chant bhrigavalli and mm. go to a, a somebody some pandit mm. he would make it so complex <laughs> so difficult mm. and swami is just telling a story you know there was once upon a time a mendicant Mm. and his name was bhrigu mm. <laughs> and he had his father his name mm. was varun mm. and early in the morning it was so beautiful crisp morning and then <laughs> uh, you know mild breeze was blowing mm. and then he suddenly fe- felt inspired so he went to his father mm. and then he said father please tell me mm. what is brahman please teach me what is brahman and then swami went on to say about the panchakoshas and all that mm-hmm. ultimately and we were too at that time too young to understand all that mm-hmm. but then it took me so many years mm. and then kept reflecting on that discourse of bhagwan and then it became so more and more and more profound mm-hmm. as uh, my understanding of it became more profound you know so swami was telling about ultimately mm. anandam brahmeti vyajanat mm. that was the statement mm. and then after he realized that he is anandam mm. then he didn't go back to his father mm. and the father also sat sat very quietly and very happy and mm. satisfied mm. that my son has ultimately reached me beautiful 
<laughs> so that Swami had said, and mm. I just now it when when I was listening <laughs> to this uh, discourse of mm. Bhagwan, mm. then all those things you know come to your mind, and how beautifully every moment, every time, without sparing any moment, mm. Swami has been telling constantly us the same. teaching constantly. us the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, even this part where Swami is telling that all the joy is within you, all the knowledge is within you. We used to think, you know, we also speak. <laughs> you know, we try to talk about Swami's message. What is the difference when Swami spoke his message and when we are trying to talk of it? Mm. Another friend of mine and myself were sitting and talking. How was Swami able to put it forth so strongly? It is only that Swami is absolutely convinced it's within you. Yeah. Mm. When I try to explain a concept to somebody, I am trying to teach something which he doesn't know. Mm. But when Swami is explaining something, He is explaining it with the full conviction with which He is speaking here. He is saying that it is in you, I am just trying to bring it out and show it to you. <laughs> and that makes all the difference, that mm. power with which Swami gives. This is exactly what Swami said to John Hislop, Dr. Mm-hmm. John Hislop there in the portico. Mm-hmm. He asked Swami, Swami, how is it? Exactly this question. Swami, how is it that when we go and tell about tell the whole world about you, mm. people don't really readily get convinced? And when you speak, even when you don't speak, <laughs> people are already convinced. <laughs> In your presence, mm. they just leave behind all their inhibitions and then they, you know, take a plunge forward. How is it, Swami? Swami said, so simple, Hislop. <laughs> you are not convinced, I am convinced, Swami said. <laughs> just this <laughs> one sentence. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, that really explains, how else would you explain some of these devotees here from foreign countries who don't understand even a word of what Swami spoke. Yeah. When Swami spoke in Telugu, they won't understand the Telugu. When the translation was in English, some of them don't even understand the English. But still that devotion to leave whatever they have in their country and come here, sit for months together. If it was not, this is what Swami was telling. That confidence and that his ability to reach out with that mm. confidence, I think really it must be only that. <laughs> Beautiful. And you know, even as Swami was telling that first part here, talking about that elephant, mm. cannot help but refer to Sai Gita. There was this beautiful uh, incident somebody was sharing, that one day uh, when everybody was sitting around the mandir, that time people used to stay around Swami's mandir. Yeah. Yeah. They used small tents and put things around and stay. Suddenly there was so much of havoc mm. and they saw Sai Gita is running all around the place. Mm. <laughs> she came running from her place and running all around mandir. So people got really scared and they are wondering what if she tramples on somebody. So they all moved. And running around she went straight to Mandir and she it was like she was calling out to Swami. So then Swami came out, came to her and said, what happened Saigita? what happened, what happened? And she so beautifully bowed down and showed a ear. And mm. behind a ear she had a wound. Oh. <laughs> Apparently the mahot had actually mm. uh, hit her in a way in which that she had sustained that wound. Mm. And the devotee was saying that this was quite Commonly happening because Swami would call different Mahots and those people used to keep changing. Some of them were not treating her properly. Mm. But every time Sai Gita would come running to Swami and complain, she would never do anything to that person. Mm. You know, even though she had that strength to do it, she could yeah. pull down the wall, she could break her whole shed down, but she would not harm that person. She would only come and complain to Swami. <laughs> and Swami would call the Mahot and tell that this is wrong. <laughs> you know, here Swami is saying that elephant does not know its strength. But mm. here was a different example altogether where, you know, this elephant has believed that my true strength is only hmm. Swami. God. Yeah. This um, whole idea of what is in you is what is coming out. That Atma, which you truly are, is coming out. And uh, I think uh, the whole crux of any religion, because 
you are a doctorate in buddhism and uh, <laughs> you are here with us <laughs> and uh, you know uh, we have heard so much about the buddhist way of meditation yeah i suppose it is mainly to calm the mind and eliminate the mind exactly but what exactly is the buddhist form of meditation like we have heard so much about it does it lead you to the awareness that you are atma in the first instance you know um when lord buddha was teaching mm-hmm. he said it's very simple living a spiritual life is very simple mm-hmm. exactly like swami tells us you know mm-hmm. in fact it's reminiscent of lord, what lord, how the way buddha mm-hmm. would have taught okay he said uh, the first rule mm-hmm. thumb rule is don't commit sin mm. in tibetan mm. uh, we just uh, recited like this dikpa thamche michate geva phinsum chokparche you don't commit sin and then you do lot of sukriti mm. then you sublimate the mind mm-hmm. and then you become the buddha oh just these four principles he said <laughs> so sublimating the mind mm. sami also taught us once he said you cannot control the mind mm. because the mind doesn't exist oh. it's a mental construction Mm. it's only an imagination mm. and then you have got desires and the mind gets constructed mm. so how can you just say that i am going to control the mind then he gave an example of a you know a sponge mm-hmm. he said as long as you keep it pressed it stays there correct but the moment you release it mm-hmm. it springs up mm-hmm. so you cannot mm. so don't try to meddle with the mind and the senses correct but then try to sublimate it swami said so whole of meditation mm-hmm. is only to sublimate the mind mm-hmm. to see the the other dimension and beyond dimension like you know okay. go beyond that okay so the entire meditation is based on that just based on that and mm-hmm. nothing more wow not killing the mind mm-hmm. it would be the rudest uh, most stupid thing to say that mm-hmm. i am killing my mind you can't kill the <laughs> you mind you can't kill the mind yeah correct so swami said if you don't have a mind you will go to a mental asylum you become pichi <laughs> so true. that state of mindlessness mm. is the state of being sublime mm. wherein you are nothing you are just a, you are that correct tatvamasi <laughs> <laughs> but how did it feel when swami was revealing some things like this to you sir did you feel that oh, this is like buddhist knowledge and this is coming from swami no, that would have felt very special <laughs> coming from bhagwan like it never sounds like a buddhistic or a christian type or uh, you know a muslim type because it's the universal whole the entire truth holistic truth that swami is speaking there and in a such a natural and uh, casual manner that everyone has to understand accept it and uh, because it is so logical he makes it just brings it down <laughs> to those logical ends and then he ma- breaks it down mm. and says that you accept it and you have to <laughs> when he said that a cry of a baby mm. is so universal mm. it's only the upadis are added later on when mm. you become start becoming too clever <laughs> so you, when you feel that when the intellect starts working mm. you know you become very intelligent mm-hmm. so till that time when you are a newborn baby mm. whether it's a chinese baby or christian uh, japanese baby or whatever the cry is the same so swami said no upadi <laughs> don't brand yourself swami keeps telling hmm. in fact once i still remember swami said you have to unbrand yourself <laughs> <laughs> hmm. till from birth till death 
mm. we are so badly branded i believe mm. according to swami mm. that <laughs> you don't recognize yourself later on mm. that should not happen It's, um the actual nature of everybody being the atman one of the ways in which it is expressed is unity is in the way that everybody is singing together or being together or doing yeah. something together and that's one thing which really uh, you know fascinated me the interest with which swami would watch a march past for example yeah yeah <laughs> because he says everybody is going together there is some sort of an unity i think that's why swami said unity is strength unity in diversity and uh, sing dwandwa titam yeah uh, he is uh, talking about the attributes or you can't say it's attributeless yeah. but what it is expressed dwandwa titam it's beyond duality yeah and uh, that beyond duality and that unity is uh, so beautifully brought out in many of the things like you are singing bhajans together yeah. and swami says the moment you all come together the collective prayer immediately touches his heart really <laughs> that's uh, that's what uh, i think that's what swami showed us uh, when your collective offering it automatically touches his heart and very true yeah. the one of the discussions which we had we were telling that if you were to make a tabular column yeah and put all the good qualities what we call good qualities on the left side and mm-hmm. all the bad qualities on the right side mm. you would see that all the good qualities you know be it kindness compassion empathy sympathy love it all stems from oneness mm you cannot yeah. feel compassion for somebody if you don't feel that oneness correct and on the other hand fear jealousy anger mm. hatred mm. all comes from this very strong sense of duality correct this person is going to affect me this person is going to hurt me mm. i don't have something which he has everything comes from a very strong sense of duality so without a knowledge because swami is saying i've never heard swami tell this mm. advaitanandam swami says mm. nityanandam brahmanandam advaitanandam so me saying you are already feeling that joy it is there in you that feeling mm. of non dual joy bliss mm. is already felt within you but you are not acknowledging it and you are not going after it or mm. you are not associating yourself with that mm. you know anandam yeah <laughs> so i think um, that more or less covers what swami has spoken in this clip but uh, again drawing attention to that beautiful way in which swami sang that padyam yeah <laughs> and so swami is a lord of music <laughs> anything just comes he has to just will and it is there yeah so beautiful and dwandwa titam the way he went sak sarvadi sakshibudam he went low there uh, so inspiring like so, so sarvadi sakshibudam as if you know in that in the way so we sang it also <laughs> it was so beautiful he is just the witness so i think we've come to the end of almost one hour <laughs> the other clip i take us to a little too uh, make the prog- program too long so i think we'll con- <laughs> yeah. conclude with this so it was wonderful having you and uh, we are hope- hoping that this will not be the last time what a privilege <laughs> it is to come be here you can't imagine we really hope that you'll join us again in this discourse maybe next week we will leave it to you and we'll leave it, we'll uh, leave it as a prayer to swami that you be with us thank you so much so on behalf of you sir and on behalf of saiprakash and myself dear listeners we thank you all for being with us joining us on this program and we offer this program at Swami's Lotus Feet Sairam you just heard an episode of our radio series Shravanam Mananam 
നിതിധ്യാസനം ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ലിസൺ റിഫ്ലക്ട് ആൻഡ് അബ്സോർബ് ദിസ് ഈസ് എ സെഗ്മെൻറ്റ് ഹോസ്റ്റഡ് ലൈവ് ഓൺ തേഴ്സ്ഡേസ് അറ്റ് സെവൻ തേർട്ടി പി എം ബൈ റേഡിയോ സൈസ് സായ് പ്രകാശ് ആൻഡ് പ്രേം ഓൺലി ഓൺ ഏഷ്യ സ്ട്രീം ഓഫ് റേഡിയോ സായ് ഗ്ലോബൽ ഹാമനി ഇൻ ടുഡേസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് വിച്ച് വാസ് ഫേസ്റ്റ് ബ്രോഡ്കാസ്റ്റ് ലൈവ് ഓൺ ട്വൻറ്റി സെക്കൻഡ് മെയ് ട്വൻറ്റി ഫോർട്ടീൻ മിസ്റ്റർ സുനാം ഗ്യാംസോ an alumnus of bhagwan's university participated as a guest the discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in indian culture and spirituality 1990 the clips played in this episode were from the discourse delivered on 1st june 1990 to listen to the next part of this program tune in same time same day next week Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and a loving Sairam from Prashanthi Nilayam.